The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready for some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans, and we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's Derek Kennard. Welcome, welcome, welcome from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here. Hey, we have a fantastic show in the lineup for you here today. Uh, we're going to discuss the CBA situation with the lockout here with the owners and players from the NFL. And we're also going to cover a few things from the Peyton Manning issue uh, that's going on down in Indianapolis. We also have some issues down uh that they're trying to resolve with a disagreement in, in the interpretation of the revenue figures within the NFL owners. And, uh, you know, they're trying to resolve these issues here. And in uh, the uh, first segment, we're going to cover that. And also, we want going to have on our second segment, coming back from the break, we're going to have Kwame Lasseter coming aboard to uh, be my guest speaker today. Uh, you guys can tell I got the sniffles. Boy, I tell you, it was kind of crispy, crispy out there today with, uh, with little frigids going on out here in the AZ. We are here from Under the Helmet. Please call in at 888-346-9144 here at Voice America from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, let's go right into the NFL and the CBA and this um, the lack thereof a CBA with the NFL owners and and uh, we have the this uh, the the owners asked the federal judge to keep the lockout in place while the players are manipulating this judge into a bogus antitrust lawsuit. So they claim. Now that uh, uh, from the player standpoint, that is not the issue. Uh, what the issue is at hand is that um, uh, the players. Are, 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 they are trying to somewhat manipulate, uh, an anti-lawsuit, but it's to also force their hand to come to an agreement. And that's what we would like them to do is to come to an agreement. And, and also we want them to show us the books. And we're going to talk more about that a little later, but this, um, Anti-lawsuit forces their hand because the anti-lawsuit becomes a big, big dollars of a payout for the players. And the NFL says that the decision on the lockout must wait until the National Labor Relations Board rules on the anti-labor practice charge against the now dissolved players union that contends the players 
uh, <clears throat> failed to confer in good faith. That charge was filed February 14th and amended on March 11th to include reference to the union's decertification. Now, see, the National Labor Board is going to do uh, to do a ruling. Uh, I believe it's uh, I believe it's on the sixth of April, and that's going to they're going to make a ruling on what the path they want them to do as far as this uh, this lockout with the owners locking the players out. And by by the players doing their lockout, I mean doing the uh, the decertification. It kind of puts a block on them from locking the players out that way. So they're going to have to come to an agreement to uh, do the lockout or not do the lockout. And um, in arguing that the Congress has barred judges from halting lockouts, the league cited the uh, the legislation passed with the intent of limiting play- employers' ability to crack down on unions, including their ability to seek court of orders halting strikes. The NFL contends the law also protects an employer's right to impose a lockout in a labor dispute. Now, see, this is all a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo. Just to confuse the, the regular... Our regular fans, that you know, we are we're trying to come to an agreement about about these uh, uh, fair labor laws, and and uh, we also are fighting for um, the the owners to revenue share some of these earnings that they're making millions and millions of dollars of, of with these players uh, out as the product out there on the field, and you know they're they they want to get to a resolution as soon as possible so we can continue on with our daily lives out there in uh, in football land now despite us having all these these uh situations going these worldly things happening in uh in our world here today with our uh, the our US troops striking uh, Libya out there and then we have the situation out in Japan with the tsunami and the earthquake that uh, caused the tsunami out there uh, we know there are worldly things that we need to be more concerned about but i tell you what these things that <laughs> thank you man my guy my guy in the studio says bless you uh, i had a sneeze there back there thank you sir you know i got um, i i i know that these worldly issues are going on here today but you know uh, here in america we're spoiled to football and football is a part of uh, is, is a part of our life is part of the fabric of america and uh, it's the greatest sport in america and uh, right now with this lockout it, it jeopardizes this this uh 2011 season and boy i sure hate to see the nfl lose all the fans and it took a long time to get our fans back on board with us after the 87 strike i was a part of that strike back in 87 in st louis missouri and it was ugly out there with having the scab players the owners putting those scab players out there was was a was not a good product they put out on the field to to overrule the strike that we were having, uh, uh, striking players out there in the front of the stadium. And I tell you, it, it was sure a slap in the face for those guys across the picket line on us. But, you know, 
they were trying to uh, move on with their lives uh, uh, football without us and and boy it, it was a, left a bitter taste in our mouths to have those guys cross the lines and you're talking about some players that you probably lined up with uh that turned coat on you and uh and crossed the line as well and you know it comes down to a situation where you have uh, uh, three children at home and a wife and uh, a home and uh, you're used to a certain lifestyle but uh, and and now you have these guys crossing the line they're taking money out of your pockets and, and, and going out there you're earning your money and it's uh, it's a tough pill to swallow but uh, that that is what the owners will do if it comes down to it they will put a product out there on the field and uh and continue on with football foot, the football world but you know with all the things that we have in place now we are trying to prevent that legally for them to do that so hopefully we can come to a resolution with that now with other football news i have uh, uh mr ursay down in uh, up there in indianapolis in the afc uh, they're trying to get a uh, come to a resolution with Peyton Manning's uh, contract, and I understand that they were trying to get that done um, a lot sooner than they than 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 now, but uh, it has not happened. And I believe Mr. Uh, Ursay uh, believes that Colts' uh, last offer to. Their franchise quarterback before the lockout was good enough to complete a deal, and uh, and he thinks it should get done, and it has not. And uh, uh, I sure like to know the numbers on that on that contract. And Manning is scheduled to receive twenty three million next season as the Colts franchise player, but the sides would rather agree on a long term contract while the Colts would like to reward Manning for his eleven Pro Bowl seasons. Uh, also indicated that the quarterback is willing to take a deal that will allow the Colts to remain competitive. So that means they want to give him some more upfront money to free up some money to bring in some good quality guys and leave some signing bonuses to sign other guys that they're they're trying to retain and or keep on their roster. And, uh, you know, that's about getting better and because uh, each team gets better every year in all the divisions around the league, and you have to stay competitive. So, you know, uh, Peyton may have to take a little bit of a pay cut, but is it really a pay cut when you have – uh, a twenty to thirty million dollar signing bonus up front for renewing your deal. You 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 can't you can't really <laughs> say that that's a pay cut for you, big fellow. When you take most of it up front, uh, and that's called guaranteed money. When you take it up front like that, big fellow. So, hey, you know. I'm so glad to have have my uh, my my guest was coming aboard, Mr. Kwame Lassiter. He's coming aboard to uh, be our guest speaker here at uh, on our next segment, and uh, we're going to be coming back here in just a few. But hey, you guys don't don't leave me now. Take a tic tac and come right back. Ek, baby.
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches. 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this this thing happened for you, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation, inside the trenches, your show. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard here. And I have my, my special guest today here is uh, Kwame Lassiter. And Kwame Lassiter is a longtime NFL player, uh, pro bowler out of out of uh, Kentucky. No, man. No, Kentucky. No, Kansas, man. You getting the KU? You getting the KU and the UK mixed up. Man, I, you know, I got some love for that Kentucky. But Kansas, come on, baby. University of Kansas, baby. That's what, hey, man. What Rock is, chalk. What is it called? University of Kansas, Jayhawks. The Jayhawks. Rock okay, Chuck. man. And they man. sitting. They sitting pretty right now in their brackets. But you know what? It, it, anything it's, can happen. It's basketball. It do, it really can't. Basketball. It gets down to the last second. I mean, that inbound passing lately been a turn. Uh, you think you, you, you think it was that, or more so than referees, man? I mean, the referees are in a bad position. Refereeing itself is hard. But when you get in crucial situations like that, it, it what you do, man, as a ref, it's hey, tough. Well, you know, guys got their feet on the line. They take it too long to get the <laughs> inbound pass in. You got to bust a move right now. I say just throw an alley-oop, man, and let it go where it go, big fella. I mean, make bust a move. Yeah, you probably can call foul on every play, so it's kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> you could. You yeah. could. You really could. 
Well, I, I want to talk about the league players and a disagreement on the interpretation of the revenue figures. And I, I know, I know that uh, the, the owners haven't really completely opened their books to us. But, you know, uh, you know, Kwame, I, I just have a hard time when, when the owners don't want to open the books. And then we're, we're sitting here crying foul, which is, uh, is legitimate because they, um, we don't know really what, uh, how much money they really bringing in. We got a, we got a small, uh, glimpse of an interpretation of it, but, uh, um, you know, it, it's really tough, man. It's, it's, I have, I have these figures up of, uh, Player share incremental increases to all revenues under the NFL's expired contract was about 53% from the 06 to 09, according to calculations by the accounting firm that audited the collective bargaining agreement for both sides. Now, uh, data prepared in 210 by Price Waterhouse uh, Coopers and obtained Monday by the AP show that the that about 3.8 billion of the 7.2 billion in incremental revenue over those four years, 52.9 percent, went towards players' salaries and benefits. And uh, the league and players agree on this 3.8 billion. They disagree on how to look at revenue setting aside the off top expense credits for things such as stadium improvements and NFL network makes the players take a higher percentage. So, you know, um, there is some things that aren't being discussed such as the, these, uh, a, a and E sports stuff from, um, John Madden's games. Uh, we got some stuff out there that kids tell me that back in 95, 96, you throw the ball to DK number 60 from the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. It's a touchdown. I said, man, how in the heck, uh, man, I'm not getting no love from that when these kids tell me that 95, 96, uh, John Madden game, you throw the ball to number 60 from the Cowboys, you get a touchdown, and I ain't getting no love for that? Come on, baby. You know what, man? I think John Madden and all these games and stuff, I think he made more money uh, using us than we did off those games. Even even you, I can go back to, like, jerseys. Like, when I first got out the league, um, you know, Randy Moss, Michael Vick, those guys sell a jersey, I would get it probably about – 25 30 something dollars in the mail but this is off the stuff they were doing now we were getting paid off our own players uh and the revenue they generated as far as their jersey sales but when you got john madden and these ea sports who 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 generates millions of dollars i'm talking about million dollars on the first day millions millions of dollars before it even come out you you buy those uh pre-sales and stuff like that right right and and guys like you and i uh you know won't get a dime off it uh we won't even get a free game from it but, you know, they got to do something about that. And you were talking about the owners and their salaries and, and what we're doing with the player. It's hard to make a legitimate argument about that if you're a player when the owners doesn't do not open their books. When they can't show you all the revenue, if they can show me $3.8 million, there's have to be more. But we talk about $9 billion. Right, right. We talk about $9 billion. And if, uh, if the players agree to a $1.34 billion over this, re- over this set revenue and then whatever's made after that, after that, it's 100% of the owner's money. Right. There's no way in the world we would take a deal like that. There's no way in the world. Right. You, and it, you talk about our salaries, uh, and, and you're 100% right when you're talking about what do we get from that. As a current player, 
I, I appreciate and understand what these guys are doing, fighting for us. But as a, a veteran, a, alumni of the National Football League, I like to say I make the game different when I play, but there was guys that, man, there's Hall of Fame guys that don't get a dime. Right. That what we would get if we if we went into our 401K, if we went into our, our line of duty type situation, our right. workman's comp. The NFL has to do a better job on that and taking care of who made the lease. See, the owners don't have anything to worry about. They figured right. it's our company, it's our, our, it's our business. Uh, we started this. Without this, there won't be you. And I think it's totally wrong. Right. I think both parties need each other. They just can't come to an agreement. And with any business decision, you got to be able to come to an agreement. But it has to be a give and take. And I don't think the um, – I honestly believe that the owners are not giving more. They're taking more than anything. Well, I, I work at a, at a place called L.A. Fitness here, here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I got some uh, Major League Baseball players that uh, work out at the gym. I got some NBA guys that work out at the gym. And they all look at me and say, man, where are you going? And I said, man, I'm going to work. He said, man, what you mean going to work? Man, I'm going to, to work because I'm a counselor at a school, and right. this is what I do. But um, guy said, listen, man, um, I played three games in the in the Major League Baseball. Oh, way totally and, different. And I and I and I bring home uh, 150k uh, a year because uh, I played three games in Major League Baseball, and I'm I'm, I'm vested, I'm covered, I got a lifetime uh, that 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 comes for me the rest of my life uh, uh, for my retirement. And and I have medical. I got medical for myself and my entire family uh, for the for the rest of my life as well. I said, "Wow!" And I, the NBA guy got mm-hmm. a similar deal. This guy played five years in the NBA, and you know he get a, he get a quarter of a million dollars every uh, you know every year. And uh, he's got medical, and he got a few kids. But <laughs> yeah. oh, you say NBA? Uh, yeah, okay. NBA. Yeah, they got a few that kids. That won't that won't Sean Kemp was it? But <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Sean. She was Sean Kemp. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm just uh, in 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 general talking about those two different. We're the greatest sport in the NFL. Uh, speaking of the NFL, is the greatest sport in America, and we we take care of our players the least, and we most violent too. Oh, and the most violent and most most uh, uh, injury prone sport in all of sports. And here it is. We don't have a medical. We don't have a well. They're, they're trying to in place impose a a medical plan for some former players now uh, that should kick in here, and uh, I believe this fall. And then uh, and then uh, they're trying to kick it up a notch with with the retired players to, to to add a little little trinkets in there for the players. But it's still just not even a drop in the bucket on what they should be doing. Not when we play the uh, greatest sport, the most viewed sport, the most popular sport in all major league sports. Uh, in the world, uh, you talk about the baseball players, uh, the, the NBA players. I think they get. I know for a fact they have a better union. I think where we went wrong as the NFL players, and I know Gene Upshaw meant well, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we had a lot of NFL guys representing us as opposed to lawyers like the baseball players. What the lawyers do, did in the situation as baseball, what they did in this case was. How are you going to tell a Reggie Jackson, a, a, a Barry Larkin, uh, you tell those old who are Rod Carew, you tell all those guys come out here, um, they march them right in front of uh, congressmen. They, they march them right in front of the owners. They put them on TV, and you're going to tell them these guys didn't make baseball what it is. When they went on strike, which was a bad situation, so when we on doing our lockout, if we don't have any games, it's going to be a terrible situation. As a fan, 
Uh, I'm a fan of football, and I play the game. I'm a fan of players, and I like to see what they do. Uh, they, just they, the game itself brings so much excitement. But do I? I, I got to ask myself, man. I'm as a fan, former player, as a fan. How do I go back to watching baseball? When, I mean, football when they really didn't care for us or really didn't take care of us the way they could have. You talk about these guys' annuities. In baseball, I know if you play 10 years in a major league baseball, you have lifetime insurance. You have lifetime yes. insurance yes. Um, for you and your family. And your family. I, right. know, I know in football, once you're done, you got five years, maybe six for an appeal uh, of insurance. And you, you mentioned also that uh, we may be getting for some current players, there's some deals being done for lifetime. I know I got something in the mail say. We're getting lifetime insurance now, but it's just for us. It's not for our family. So right, there right. are guys, there's guys in a situation that you mentioned earlier, whereas they paying $2,300 a month, $1,700 a month for insurance in their family. They may just have two kids, but that insurance, who's going to insure us? And the NFL knows this. We, we left it all on the field when we right. played the game. Absolutely. Now that we may not have anything left as far as our bodies, no insurance company is going to insure us with damaged knees, maybe a couple yeah. concussions, uh, broken up broken up fingers and stuff like that. It's going to be tough to insure. That's why the premium is so high when you're playing $2,300 yeah. a month. Uh, but baseball and, and base, baseball and basketball have a way better union than what we have. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Much better. And you know what, uh, what I think is what, uh, what make their union so much better than ours is, is that they, they, they had as a collective, uh, group, they stuck together. They, the, the attorneys, the, um, um, made it as such to where they stuck together uh, collectively as a group and there wasn't no dissension. Now, uh, we have the dissension, uh, seeping in with us and, uh, constantly, uh, by way of of, uh, let's see, the NFL owners have the uh, alum, NFL alumni pitted against the NFL Players Association, right. and that they, they got us pitted against each other, split, trying to divide the room. Now, well, we just want to all get along and, and, and come together and be uh, as one, opposed to uh, uh, NFL alumni and NFL Alumni Players Association. And I, you know what? I have a, I'm, I'm distracted by that, uh, that we have. NFL alumni, we have NFL retired players, we have NFL gridiron greats. We have a lot of different organizations as for retired players, for guys that's done with the game of football. Uh, we, we all we want the same goal and we want, we want to accomplish the same things afterwards, what's right for us, our benefits. True. Nothing more but what we deserve. Uh, but why do we have so many groups? And the owners buy into this. The owners can see this. Mm-hmm. We got so many groups. We want the same thing. We're fighting the same cause, but we got so many groups out there. It's more, it's more than just the few I just mentioned. Uh, right. So we got to find a way to come together. And I think for the past year or so, year and a half, uh, we've been doing a pretty good job of that because you mm-hmm. mentioned NFL alumni. I read an right. article last week where uh, uh, George Martin and uh, DeMarie, DeMarie Smith uh, you know, a phone call situation. We're not right. talking to each other on a constant level about the situation that's going on at hand, and we need to do that. So right. as, long as, the, as long as the owners know that, the commissioner know that, we're going to always be at arm length distance of what's going on and, and, and where this money is and how much money is involved for us to, to take. Because once this deal is done, then you got to go back and get your, yeah, as far as the workmen's come, as far as your line of doing, as far as our health insurance, 
all that has to take in play. There's a, has to be a rookie cap now. Right. With that right. extra money in the rookie cap, do it goes to uh, retired players and their salaries and their well, I'm talking about their benefits for what they've done to the game. It's just so much out there that we have to start dotting our eyes and crossing the T's about. Right. Well, just for some clarity, the NFL alumni uh, they help out with uh, charity events and 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 what uh, stuff like of that nature. And the NFL uh, uh, retired players association uh, they they uh, have a seat at the table that uh, that is helping Helping us with our with our benefits and and uh, retirement and uh, and so forth so on and so forth. So uh, that's just to bring clarity to our fans and our listeners out mm-hmm. there. And uh, NFL alumni does a wonderful job with with doing uh, helping our, our communities and, and our, our our children needs out there for our different uh, sources of of charity. So NFL alumni is doing a great job at that. But you know we want to, as a, as a collective Collectively, as a retired players association, we want to be as one. And the NFL itself is a is a nonprofit organization, so mm-hmm. this is where the dissensions come in. As far as uh, uh, we don't have to open our books, we're a nonprofit organization. Right. Think about the money they make from the uh, the big hits. Look, we get fined for big hits. At the end of the year, they make a big hit tape and generate money from that. Oh, uh, we out there in the community doing this. We out the community doing that. Uh, but they they get paid for a lot of stuff that we do also outside of football. Wow, that's amazing. Hey, I want you to take a tic-tac and come right back and don't leave me, baby. We'll be right back from Under the Helmet. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard. we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com now back to the show Welcome back to, uh, from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. And I got um, Kwame Lasseter came aboard to assist me today as my guest. I'm sure glad to have you. Uh, Kwame Lasseter is out of, and this young man is out of, out of, uh, you, <laughs> you know, I ain't come up here just to be coming up here. You know, you got to come on my show now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm coming on your show. I'm going to blow it up too. Hey, uh, uh, but you, you, uh, you, what you spent, what, five, six years with the Cardinals and I spent, Eight years with the Cardinals, yeah, and it should have been it should have been eleven years with the Cardinals. But wow. you know, when you put money into a situation, uh, everything changes. Is that what happened, man? The money I, got in the way. Is it, that it, what it was? Get, didn't get in the way with me. It got in, it got in the way with. Uh, well, let me see how I can put this and keep it real with you. <laughs> <laughs> the money got in, the money got in the way, man. They were bringing in guys that was chumps, man, and I, I couldn't understand. I had to teach these guys the defense. Uh, we didn't, it was always somebody new in the defense every other week uh, outside of me and the Nillias. Uh There were some good guys, but you can't play football, man. You can't play football, and you're paying yeah. these guys for what you think they're going to do uh, or what they did somewhere else. Well, they don't fit our scheme, so that's right. why they can't do that. We don't have that pressure they have, so these guys are not getting interception. They can't sit and squat. When you're covered two corner, you can't play man. Right, so, right. So we don't have that that front, that front four pressure. We don't have them linebackers that can blitz. So you now you think these defensive backs can cover or uh, don't have to cover as much because we have pressure. Now you got to understand football, man. And these guys they bought in didn't understand football, but they give them 25 years, 25 million, and want me teaching the defense. I don't have a problem with that because I want to win. But when it's my turn, I like five mil. Five years, $25 million. I like that, too. Oh, my goodness. And you're talking my type of numbers, big fella. But, hey, listen here, man. What do you prefer? Do you prefer a bump-and-run Kona, or do you like that cover-two Kona? Mm, it depends on what scheme I'm like, because I like the blitz. I like the pressure type. So uh, if, I get a, if I can get a bump-and-run corner, I'll take that all day long. I wouldn't even look backward, uh, because I can always sit him and squat. I can always yeah. play cover. And with a bump-and-run guy, uh, if I gotta play a cover two, I'm gonna play a cover two man. So I'm always he's gonna always take chances, but I'm gonna have the two smartest safeties in the business. I'm an old Lester Hayes type of bump and mm. run. Ain't nothing, ain't, my man say ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. I like hey. the bump and grind. See, that's, baby. A, that's another guy right there that changed the game where we can't do anything, man. And there's a lot of things changing in the football game. Lester yes, Hayes, Lester Hayes changed the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he changed the game with that with the stick on man. He just overdid it with the stick on brother. Because he was, you know what? It's, it's, let me let me say two things about Lester Hayes. He he, he overdid it with the stick on. Because they didn't want to pay for new footballs. He's messing the footballs up for the quarterbacks. Uh, another thing is, why Lester Hayes is not in the Hall of Fame? That's a problem. That's a major problem. Why is this guy not in the Hall of Fame? Man, we're talking about him today. We're talking to him on your show, Derek Kanaan's show. Yeah, uh, just from out of, under the helmet. Just, just, um, just out of nowhere. We're talking about Lester Hayes. Wow. 
So it's not like a guy who didn't put that work in uh, don't have the numbers. You talking about a cover. The guy could cover and bump and run all day long. Change Bring a lunch. The game. Bring a lunch, brother, because he, he in your back pocket all day long. Absolutely. That, 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 man, you got to watch some clips on that guy and check, take, check him out. Well, hey, the owners want to change some rules of the game. They want to move of course. the kickoffs up to the 20, to the 35 yard line. You know, um, man, it's going to be a lot of touchbacks going back, man. So what, what you know, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, uh I know, uh, Hester in, 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 uh, Chicago, he's protesting this. He does not, them and said that those fellas in Chicago do not want them to do this because it's going to, uh, uh, allow them to have a lot of touchbacks. And, uh, uh, you know, you know what? If I'm a coach, DK, if I'm coaching, and I, and, I, and I go out in a free agency, or I go out to the college ranks, and I find me a guy that he may be my third or fourth receiver, but he's my best punt returner. He's my best kickoff returner. He, he means nothing to me now. Uh, rarely is he going to be able to get the ball unless it's a windy day or unless we're playing in the cold. Uh, but I need him as a threat. He's a football play for me, not just a player, but he's a football play. When you kick off to him, there's a great chance. It's like a 40, 35% chance that he may take it the distance yeah. or put us in great field position where now all we have to do is get two first downs and we're in field goal range. If I can be a team just kicking field goals, I don't mind. That means my defense is doing what they're supposed to do. Sure. So sure. I, I don't agree with the change of rules. I, I, do, I do understand that uh, uh, as far as the owner's concerned, they want to make it seem like they're limiting down on uh, injuries, injuries mm-hmm. uh, maybe concussion. But you know what? Instead of the three-man wedge, they went to the two-man wedge. You can't lock your hands up, which is good. So now guys can't come. Two guys at one time can't come. Uh, uh, was it coming cause at you? Yeah, um, yeah. Now and, then, and that eliminates the injury. But when you got a guy with a special skill and talent uh, like Devin Hester, Leon yeah. Washington, Josh Cribs, when you have those guys that can change the game for you, uh, what was going to be next? What are they going to do on a punt return? Uh, you're going to have to hold guys up so they can't get the ball, or are you just going to let guys go downfield and there was not going to be an eligible man downfield? You're just going to let them go. So now, either way, they're changing the game just so they say they can do – they're doing, going the extra mile as far as injuries are concerned. But right, I, right. I don't think the kickoff return should be an issue. That should never change. No, I, I believe they shouldn't change it either because I, I love the way it is right now. you give you, you got to give them a chance to – Take one to the house. Ain't nothing like taking one to the house. People come to see that. That's right. They come to see that. And, you know, me being on the railroad tracks, they already took the the wedge out of the thing. Mm -hmm. So I was in the the wedge my entire career coming down, uh, 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 locking in on a a two (laughs) or three, coming down, tracking you. Uh, I'm talking about you because you you DB types is coming down and screaming down the field at 4-2, 4-3 speed. And I I got a lot of... uh, uh, I want to in me, so I know they used to sit all uh, put a lot of young boys out there that that thought they could go out there and get it, but they had a whole lot of I didn't want to. Up you know in what? There. I, and you know what? You you I agree with you, man, because. The better teams have their veterans and their starters on special teams. There's a lot of guys, and this is a true statement. This is a true fact. There's a lot of true statement. Facts are already uh, true. Bam. <laughs> there it goes. So a lot of guys, a lot of guys uh, can be the best corner, the best receiver in the world or in the league, uh, but they can't play special teams. There's some guys that play special teams only. They can't start. 
That's why you get guys that you got veteran starters on special teams yeah. that help your team out, uh, that help your team win just by on special teams. Uh, Tasker. Tasker was one of those yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, Tasker. Buffalo. This guy played special teams. He was a special teams guru, always going to the Pro Bowl for the special team, but put him in that slot or that he's probably the number fourth receiver. Yeah. And he's an emergency guy. If the ball gets to him, it's by mistake. But mm-hmm. his job is to go out on special teams and make those tackles on that kickoff, that punt, and all those things, man. I told, I was one of those guys that played special teams till I retired, till I got out of the league. Yeah, always. That, yeah, same here. The best, the better teams win when you got more veterans who understand the game. Uh, you put them in certain positions where you can't, you know, this likely, like chance, likely chance that they're going to get hurt. Well, now you will get hurt because you was in the wedge. Them guys man, was torpedoing hey, man, you guys. Yeah, yeah, those guys are coming down, screaming downfield, bro. They and they not playing. They got bad intentions in their hearts and minds, big fella. Because you know what? That's one playing dumb for them, possibly. Yeah. And that film room is so exciting when you see yeah, that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm all only thing in my mind is bubbling their snot. When you come down there, I'm trying to bubble your snot and catch you in the ear hole. That's all I'm trying to do. Or I'm just trying to nick you. Is it just that to take you? Off your stride and bam, chip he shot. Break, break it to the house. Chip shot. I used, yes, I used to see LC chip shots. I watched him chip shot Charles Haley five times. Woo. I, we was in Dallas. You probably was on the Cowboys team yes, at that I time. Was. Yes, I was. I think Charles Haley retired the next year. He, <laughs> he had already had back problems anyway. Yeah, he had back problems. Well, he got out of his uh, out of his uh, hospital bed to come to Super Bowl Thirty because he had just had back surgery uh, and, and came out on the field. Mm. Man, I, and uh, O'Donnell he thought he thought uh, every time he threw the, uh, that interception to Brown to Larry Brown, he thought uh, Charles was hitting him in the mouth. But it, Charles was standing next to me because the previous play he had just hit him in the mouth and he was expecting it again. But Charles yeah. was standing next to me. Man, that chip shot is awesome, man. Just like you say, you chip these guys off the, uh, you chip them the off the edge. Ooh, man, that's a burner. That hurts. And you know what's coming, but that, that look, that's a backbreaker. Well, hey, back at to, to these rule changes, I think that the, the owners are just trying to show a gallant effort to, to, to show everyone that they want to show some safety to the league, that they're, that they're, they're, they're trying to uh, impose these different rules. But, hey, how do you feel about uh, owners that haven't won a game of dominoes and, 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 and got the nerves to want to come out and uh, change the game of football by way of moving? the ball up and all these kickbacks. It's it taken away from the excitement to me because I, I, a lot of folks come to see him take it to the house because, boy, ain't nothing like seeing Hester or oh, somebody yeah. take oh, it to Josh the house. Josh Krebs, man. I feel man. the same way. I feel the same way as I do some sports writer, a.k.a. I mean, sports guys, uh, so-called gurus, Mel Kuyper, those type of guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'm not saying you can't write about sports because some of the best coaches never played the game. Right. So I'm not saying you can't do that, but when you adamant about it and you and you always on one side, I feel a problem with that. Okay, I have billion, I have a billion dollars. I built a team, but it's gonna take those guys on the football field to make my product what it is. Now I can now I gotta do my end on it. Okay, I bought the money part and I got me I have me a team. I have a difference with a guy who's never ran down on a kickoff, who never been in a camp a four sure. week a four week camp, and gonna tell me what blood tastes like in your mouth. Mm. Gonna tell me how many fights you've been in in camp. Mm. Gonna tell me how much sweat you how much weight you lost, how much stress you done had. Mm. You're an owner. You're sitting in there. When, I, when I'm under the knife getting surgery on my knee for the third time, you in Bahamas with some uh, tequila sunrise or something like that. You yeah. sitting with an umbrella in your drink. I'm in surgery with a, with a tube in my mouth. Right, right. There's not a straw and there's no Bacardi in it. <laughs> 
Well, you, you breaking but, me down. But, but I, I have I have a problem with those guys, yes, man, sir. who don't understand. I, yeah. I think guys like Snyder understand that. Um, Al Davis, these guys understand that. Although Al Davis yeah. on his last membrane, but but he's a. <laughs> I think they understand Lessons this, man, because he pay guys to come in there and play, man. Yes, he he do that, and Snyder go out there and get the guys. He try to build a team just like the Yankees do. He try to build a team. Unfortunately, in the NFL, man, it's eleven of those guys that do. You got They always have to be on one court. You don't get. You don't go get that guy that's hot on free agency. I've always said this, and I say this all time and time again. You go get the guy who mesh with your team well. He may mm-hmm. be that second guy. Right. He might not be that top guy, but that second guy right. will give you maximum effort because he fits your team and he fits your scheme. Right. But yeah, as far as the owner's concerned, no, you can't. Owner can't tell me anything, but you fired. But you never, <laughs> you never, you never been in the camp, and uh, and that's where it all starts in the camp. And, and I got a problem with uh, uh, you know, so-called players. They say they've been in the camp and we ain't seen no evidence of it. Right. That's a whole other subject, different topic. This is your show. Yeah. We, we, we under the hammer. We under the hammer. From under the hammer hey, with Derek Kadard. We under the hammer. We got Kwame, Kwame Lasseter as my guest today, and he is doing a wonderful job breaking it down to you, keeping it real right here from under the helmet. And we want to take a tic-tac and come right back and please call in at 888-346-9144 with your... It's like the club. Yeah. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Boy, that Too Short works it out, boy, I tell you. What you doing with Too Short? It's not like the club on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought well, I, was, I thought I was in Oakland somewhere. <laughs> welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. My guest today is Kwame Lasseter, former Cardinal and San Diego Charger. Where else did you spend some time at, man? Man, I stayed overnight in St. Louis. In St. But you only did one one year, man, that was it? One and done, man. One and done, man. Done. My knee. My knee killing me right now and today. Oh, my goodness. Man, right now and today. Man, you ain't doing nothing but golfing, man, big fella. That's all I'm good. I'm trying to golf. Stop trying to mess up my workman's comp. I'm trying to golf. <laughs> um, but my knee is hurting. I can't get out there as much as I want to. I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we have we have uh, the Ravens have have their quarterback, Flacco. They're trying to bring him back, and uh, uh, they're running into some contract problems. you think it's going to be an issue to bring uh, Flacco back, or do you think they should go ahead and bring another quarterback in, and you think he's done? Absolutely not. I don't think Flacco's done at all. With that defense, uh, regardless of how uh, many people talk about how uh, uh, the big linebacker Ray is getting um, um Getting older, he's still making plays. He's still got that, those guys around him. But yeah. Flacco, man, this is a quarterback league. Uh, he got the right weapons around him. Derek Mason's going to come back another year. Yes, he he's, is. He's, he's serviceable. Uh, they did. They have uh, Anquan Bolden. They have a good running game over there. They got a young running back over there. Uh, Flacco has come into his own. He's going to be one of the top quarterbacks within the next two years. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I was saying about the, uh, uh, who was I'm talking about, the quarterback in Green Bay. His name escaping me right now, but the quarterback in Green Bay, goodness gracious, I hate him as one of the MVPs. Of, uh, uh, um, God, I can't call his name but either. Yeah, but Flacco's going to be that guy. He's going to be one of those guys where he's going to be a household name. You're going to always mention him. You're just not going to mention him in Baltimore. You're going to talk about him around the league. Yeah. Um, so I think that whatever they it's going to uh, take to get these guys, you're not just going to come in with a new quarterback, a different quarterback, and you're going to keep that train running. You need some familiarity in the, on that offense and guys uh, around him believing what he can do. He makes some mistakes now, but he's still a young guy. It was, uh, he, he, he can get it done. I believe he's the guy to get it done and keep that offense moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Flacco's not up until the 2012 season, but they're trying to get it done now because you got uh, Ozzie, Ozzie Newsome and, and, and uh, his coach, John Harbaugh, is trying to get this thing done. And I know we, who they got uh, who they got but, to. Uh, but I'll tell you why they're trying to get it done, because if they can lock him in right now, he can't come back and say, well, I want something with Peyton Manning has. And Peyton Manning hasn't done his deal yet. He's waiting for all this stuff to clear. Yeah. That's why they fr- franchise, uh, franchise Michael Vick, right. uh, which is a good franchise. I think he may be getting 20, 20 million right. uh, this year. But imagine what the, how the game and the numbers going to change when uh, uh, Peyton Manning, Peyton does, Manning. His, does, right. does his deal. So if I can lock a flack over right now and say, man, you, okay, you knew what it, what, it, what it was. If his agent's smart enough, he'll hold him out because he still has to what? Yeah. Uh, 2011, 2012, 2012. Yeah, 2012. 2012 season, he's up. Yeah, so I, I would, um, I would, I would get it done now. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, but if I'm, if I'm Flacco, you gonna have a job. You that, you one of those guys that will have a job next year on any team that needs a quarterback. 
You know, I, I was going to sit here and tell you that Flacco uh, manages the game well, but this kid threw, uh, threw for 3,622 yards and 25 touchdowns with 10 interceptions. You know, that's not bad considering, you know. Uh, as much as he throws. <laughs> as much as he does throw, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, the, the kid, he manages the, uh, the game fairly well, and he's not a kid anymore. So, you know, he uh, he's uh, much older than uh, – uh, then, then the, what is he? Was, was what is he? Uh, he twenty six, twenty seven? Was he? Yeah, he was twenty six. He was twenty six when he came in the league, I believe. And now he's got to be, what he's got to be in his early thirties. So it's, it's he's uh, this hmm. this guy's been around for just a little bit. I'm I'm looking around and uh, checking out. Uh, oh yeah, so, Jim, so uh, he, Joe Flacco was a uh, twenty six when he came in the league, huh? But he's a quarterback, you know. You can come in the league like, like that because you. Mm-hmm. I think quarterback, quarterbacks get a lot better as they get older. And you have a look at a Dave Craig or look at those those guys. Uh, uh, Boomer Sison, man, they played well as they got older. What was the, You're right. What, You're was right. The, what was the guy in um? Uh, shoot, uh, in, George Blander. Blander. <laughs> no, he, he played in he played in the Oakland. Uh, I think they played for a champ. They played for a championship. And, yes. Uh, you know, then uh, he retired, but he was talking a, about Plunkett. Not not Plunkett. Uh, shoot, number fifteen. Host, not Hostella. It'll come to me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, I can't think of the guys that played on in the same sport we played in. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe these concussions kicking in. I tell you what, man. I, it may be, but I I had a chance. I had a I had a historical thing happen to me on uh, what was that uh, Friday night? I went out to uh, Don and Charlie's and uh, had friend uh, dinner with a friend of mine uh, from California here to see the Giants play uh, what the, the the Dodgers, and uh, I bumped into Willie. Willie Mays, and uh, what a treat to meet the the, the greatest of uh, one of the greatest of all times, uh, Willie Mays. The Pioneer guy. too, man. That guy, that guy is amazing, and uh, he gave me a good firm handshake and said, "Man, you play football." He said, "Man, you crazy as a road lizard." <laughs> you know what? He, he's right. I think anybody that play football is crazy, but it's just that rush that man you get because you grow up doing it. Uh, people say that I, you know, right now today they say, "Do you miss football?" I really. I, I like Sundays, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the banging and all that stuff. That, that's what it was. And you love Tuesdays. I love uh, Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays. That's Tuesday is payday. Yeah, and, but you know what? I, re- I really miss the camaraderie. And that's why, I, you know, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show, by the way. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's the camaraderie. Absolutely. I, I, when we hang out, when we yeah. hang out with the guys, man, it, it is that that deal right there where we, yeah. we may not talk about football, but we back to with that element where we were just hanging out. But right. most time football come up, you know, and, and it's fun. And you miss those conversations, those hang, those hangout times. Wow, man. You know, man, let's see. This is, this is what it's all about, man. And you know, I, 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 uh, Want to touch on this Arkansas QB uh, Mallet? I haven't seen much of him because I was watching so much of that. Uh, what was it, Alabama, Ohio State, and and Auburn? Uh, uh, I was watching those teams play this year, and uh, I didn't get a chance to see this Arkansas quarterback Mallet. What what's going on with this quarterback? Is he does he have the potential to be a number one pick? Because they got him picked ahead of of, uh, of Cam uh, Newton. Cam Newton right now, and this I don't I. I, I just haven't seen much of him. Mallet has a skill set, man. I watched him in a couple of games. He has a nice deep ball, a nice touch to it. Uh, he has a strong arm. But they talked about this guy uh, coming out his, uh, what is he, a junior coming out uh, last yeah. year. Yeah. They talking about him coming out last year. Uh, so I think Mallet uh, serves a team real well. Wherever professional team he go to that needs a quarterback, he would do well. He has everything, the all intangibles. He has everything he needs. Uh, but to have him at number one, 
any any top ten guy you have in the, coming out of college, you can easily put him at number one because it's, it's all according to what that team needs right now. Carolina Panthers. You got look who the coach is, Rob Rivera. Right, right. He's a defensive coach, man. Yeah. You got you got a you have a quarterback over there. You got out of uh, Notre Dame, uh, but this guy, um, uh, Rob Rivera. And then you're talking about him drafting Mallet. No, you want to get a defensive guy. I like yeah, he's, yeah, I like to put yeah. pressure on. Him. There's linebackers. There's defensive line. There's a defensive line uh, out there that can play like everywhere across the board. So you put so much uh, on that quarterback situation. But if you ask me, could he get it done? I easily say, yeah. He it wouldn't be a bad pick. Okay, okay. You think he's that he's that polished to get it done, huh? He's he's that he's he's polished enough to come into a team like Carolina. But whatever quarterback get drafted first, understand that. They probably would have been the second quarterback drafted because the guy out of Stanford uh, didn't come out. Now he was the top quarterback coming out. He decided yeah. to stay at Stanford. Uh, but when you got a guy from Stanford and going to a bunch of thugs in Carolina, mm-hmm. a losing mm-hmm. team, he comes from a winning organization. The guy's smart. Uh, why would I want to go? He's not an Eli Manning where he could demand. Uh, he probably could and get it done. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going to San Diego, so he ends up in the Giants. Works out for him um, because he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you got a uh, What's my guy over there in uh, San Diego? He's still well, he's still playing good football. The quarterback he's still playing fair, good. Yeah, he's playing great football. These guys just can't get out the playoff. Rivers, but yeah. uh, Philip Rivers, yes. uh, awesome guy, very down to earth, yeah. nice guy. Yeah, got Has a good heart. Go out there and give you all he has. Uh, but you got these guys coming out right now, man. They would be the second quarterback to um, my guy out in Stanford, uh, who's going. Who I think might go in a supplemental draft and end up in San Francisco with his coach Jim yes, Harbaugh. Yes, yes, he could be. He could go. He could go. It's, with it's that all business. It's all it business. Is. All plan. You're not gonna take a guy from Stanford and send him to Carolina. You're not. Wow. Gonna, you're not gonna do that. Right. That that would be a sneaker right there. They put him in that supplemental draft. And he goes to San Fran. Wow. That would that would be a he, sneaker right he, there. He, boy. he winning. Yes, sir. <laughs> he by winning. Well, I want to thank you for having you uh, coming on the show there, Kwame. Thank you, and I'll be coming on your show real soon. And I also want to plug uh, ProEdge Performance and uh, ProEdgePerformance.com. Go get your workouts down there in uh, Chandler, Arizona, 56 in Oakland uh, at ProEdgePerformance.com and, and tune in to uh, Blueprint Education at uh, Kids at Hope uh, Academy where where Derek Kennard uh, is over at Kids, uh, Kids at Hope Academy. Hey! Uh, y'all come back and visit me next week. We're going to have another good one next week, baby. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's who we were trying to pick up. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.